0: Where were the Emmys? That's the question.
1: I mean, honestly, who did they go to?
0: West Wing. Bullshit.
1: <laughs> Ugh, West Wing.
0: Fuck you, Aaron Sorkin.
1: Is oh, Dawson, look, there's your mom. Back to you, Bob.
0: bob
1: hello and welcome to back to you bob a dawson's creek podcast we are your hosts i am christina
0: and i'm micah
1: this is episode 104 carnal knowledge
0: so to kick off our first segment dawson's drink why don't you tell them about what drink we're drinking today
1: this week we are drinking a sex at the ruins also known as sex on the beach It is vodka, peach schnapps, orange juice, cranberry juice. You know, you can garnish it if you're feeling fancy, but we don't play that way. It's delightful. And if you have the ingredients, drink one with us. And if not,
0: make something else.
1: Just grab your favorite drink.
0: Yeah. So it's a sex in the beach, a sex in the ruins for our purposes to reference the uh, sex that was had by PC and Miss Jacobs at the end of episode three. Scandal. Yeah. So to kick off this episode recap. Dawson is watching some clips of Jen in his movie and he kind of talks about this idea of how she's perfect. And, you know, he wants to edit this movie so perfectly and he doesn't know what to get his mom and dad for the anniversary because they're just so perfect for each other. And there's just kind of this theme this episode of uh, Dawson kind of has perfect ideals for things and he thinks things are perfect. When sometimes they're not. So later when Dawson and Jen are at the local news station. Where his mom works to edit his short film. He sees his mom kissing her co-anchor Bob. Which again is something we know because Joey witnessed it in the pilot. But uh, his mother is having an affair with her co-anchor. And Jen and Dawson they can't really talk about it. Like their relationship even though Dawson thinks it's a certain way. It's really not that deep. And their relationship is not that deep. So he can't really talk to her. So he turns to Joey, but then he finds out that Joey knew this whole time. And so they get into a huge fight. Then he does kind of go back to Jan by default, this is the only woman in his life he feels like he can talk to. But then she confesses, the real reason I was shipped to Capeside was because my parents caught me having sex and doing drugs. And Dawson, of course, spirals because this image he has of her being this perfect leading lady for him was completely wrong. You know, She's not that cookie cutter image he's had of her. So they got into a big fight, of course. So it's kind of like this weird point in Dawson's life where he has drama with each woman in his life, Joey, Jen, and his mom. But later, Joey kind of ends up coaching Jen and just tells him, like, be patient with him. He's really idealistic. He's really young. He's really naive. Just stick it out. But again, this episode kind of has to do with Dawson's kind of his ideal world kind of shattering right in front of him. Gail wasn't the mom that he thought she was. Joey wasn't the best friend that he thought she was. And Jen isn't the perfect girl that he thought that she was. So Joey and Dawson make up at the end, but they admit that things have definitely shifted in their relationship. They fight so much more often now than they used to. And they just kind of acknowledge that Joey's fear from the pilot, which is like things are changing. They are fully in the change now, and they have to navigate these waters. Elsewhere, Pacey, meanwhile, freaks out when he realizes that Dawson has this tape of two people having sex at the ruins. And he freaks out when he realizes that it's him and Miss Jacobs. So Pacey confesses to Dawson, oh, hey, you know, you know, the guy with those uh, throbbing neck muscles, it's me. And so... Pacey confesses to Dawson that he lost his virginity to Miss Jacobs. And Pacey keeps seeing Miss Jacobs with Mr. Gold, who is Dawson's film teacher, another teacher at the school. And he gets jealous. And eventually Miss Jacobs is kind of like, stop, he's gay. There's nothing to be jealous of. But there's this thread throughout this episode of like truth and dishonesty. You know, Pacey thinks Tamara is cheating. Gail is cheating. Jen is actually honest with Dawson and Joey was not honest. So there's this through line of honesty, dishonesty, and how sometimes you need to be dishonest to those that you care about the most because you care about them so much. So that is the recap for uh, episode one oh four, Carnal Knowledge.
1: No, 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 I... no. no, no I... <laughs> the writer director shout out for this episode. It was written by John Harmon Feldman, who has A million credits. He wrote seven episodes of Dawson's Creek, episodes of The Wonder Years, Roswell, Big Shots, Dirty Sexy Money, and he created a 2010 series called No Ordinary Family, if any of you remember it. I remember living in LA at the time. There were billboards everywhere for this series about a family who was actually kind of superheroes.
0: John also created a show called Reunion, which kind of has like a cult following, and Hmm. True Calling, which also has like a very intense following. Have you seen Reunion? No. No. It's honestly amazing, and I've looked for it everywhere, and I cannot find it. it it's so good. And I believe he also wrote an American Dreams.
1: Yes, he did. Like, so Yeah, he has a very long resume. So give him a Google, and I'm sure you'll see something on there that you've watched and loved. And then it's directed by Steve Miner, who we talked about in the pilot episode at length, but he also directed episode two, and this is his third episode of the season. But he did also direct episodes of... Wonder Years, which John Harmon Feldman wrote. Yes.
0: Yeah, so these two worked together before in Wonder Years, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Always want to give the writer and director a shout out. Yeah. So when it comes to our guest cast, shout out. Actually, he's like, no, in episode, so We could probably <laughs> skip it this week.
1: Well, he's not a guest star. He is a co-star and I don't know his name, but we get up close and personal with Bob this episode.
0: Yeah, we do. But I feel like the actor didn't.
1: no. He made no impression, but you know, he's our namesake.
0: So for music moments of 104, what was your favorite music moment?
1: So for me in rewatching, there were a ton of songs that kind of like struck a chord with me, but the Sarah McLaughlin song at the end when Joey and Dawson are kind of having their heart to heart on the bench, it's called Full of Grace. It's one of those songs that If I ever hear it out of context, I immediately think of Dawson's Creek. It just brings me back to a time and a place. What about you?
0: I picked World Outside by the Devlins. Just again, can't pinpoint the scene, but I think of Dawson's Creek, the show. There are some songs where I immediately think of the scene, Mm -hmm. but with this song, I just think of the the show and it just brings back such such a visceral kind of connection.
1: We'll put all of those in our Spotify playlist. Check it out.
0: Listen to them and remember where you were February 1998. I don't know what the hell I was doing. Pretending to be straight. (laughs) So for our past versus present segment. So things that we see differently now versus then in this episode.
1: I mean, you know, I love Pacey. And, you know, in the last episode, I was like really celebrating how vulnerable he is and how like he's he really is a very grounded character in this. But he is also, like, the clown. Like, it's, like, kind of twofold. You see both sides of him. And his panic when he realizes that there's a videotape of him and Tamara having sex, I think is, like, I think it's played really real. Like, this time around watching it, I felt so much anxiety for him. From the moment that he finds out that the tape exists, he can't wait. He literally goes to Dawson's house, into Dawson's room, and is digging through Dawson's tape before Dawson's even home. Like he cannot think about that. And I was like, oh my God, imagine how that actually felt.
0: So, like we ended last time, Dawson accidentally records a sex tape of PC and mistakes. Why well, don't you talk about the scene where like Dawson tells PC that he has
1: it? So it's they're at the Ice House, right? It's the four of them yeah. at the Ice House. So it's Dawson, Jen, Joey, and Basie. And they're talking about how the night before, Joey and Dawson were going through the B-roll for the movie, and they found this footage of Miss Jacobs having sex with some man. And immediately, like if I were Pacey, you would see the blood rush out of my face because he's like, what do you what do you mean? Who, who was the guy? And the whole time, everyone else is ragging on him because they know that he has a quote unquote crush on Miss Jacobs not thinking that it's anything more than that and they're like get over Mm -hmm. it like she she had sex with another guy get over it and he's like no but what who's the guy what happened dawson says it's a classic over the shoulder you can't see the guy he has brown hair bulging neck muscles is what joey says but like the whole time he knows that it's him and he's just like "I, i oh panic Panic. Like, if they knew that it was him, you do see. I mean, we see it in the previous episode and in the beginning of this episode. You do see a little slight sliver of Mm -hmm. him. Like, whew.
0: Yeah. uh, Pacey's urgency, shall we say, is very subdued. They probably could have notched up his urgency.
1: He asks if he can watch it. And Dawson's like, yeah. We're like,
0: private viewing. There's a lot of homoerotic stuff that goes on in this episode. So, uh, Pacey has to see the movie Dawson says like I'll arrange a private viewing you. <laughs> And then like Pacey kind of says like how did I look Like what was my performance like And Dawson's like oh you looked
1: good <laughs> Yeah Pacey's about to leave and he's like So no but I thought it was Coming back to Pacey's bu- vulnerability He's like Oh no guy would ever want their first time To be on camera you know, like he's like, uh and then that I think in my mind is like the line to like he draws that line to when he's leaving. By the way, how did I look? And Dawson's yeah. like, good.
0: Graham's reaction to Jen. What do you think there? So Graham sees Jen kissing Dawson and Graham's has a reaction and Jen is kind of like Graham's chill. Graham says kissing kind of lead to other things. You know why you're here. You don't have the best judgment. Jen kind of says, like, you're judging me. What are your thoughts there? Does Grams have a right to be concerned? Does Grams have a right to be judgmental? What is happening there? Whereas in our teens, maybe we thought Grams was a nag. And now we're like...
1: No, 100%. She moved here like a month ago. And she was already making out with a boy in the front yard. Like, Grams is... Very life. religious, very, <laughs> Grams is like, but she's very life. religious, very conservative. But also, once we learn Jed's backstory, it's like, this is a pa- obvious pattern, and this is why your parents sent you here. And in Grams's mind, Dawson has this other girl climbing through his window every night to do whatever she thinks they're doing when really they're just watching right. movies. I mean, I think that maybe she could approach it differently but they don't speak the same language
0: i'm kind of on team grams this is where jen starts she just gets so unlikable for me like i don't know i i hated jen for a long time and i'm starting to kind of get why.
1: the thing is like i think i said it a few episodes back like it's so funny to me how mature she is like she really is very mature for her age she speaks very clearly about her feelings and like very unemotionally yeah she does it to graham She does it to Dawson. She does it to Joey in this episode.
0: I get all that, but she has no awareness of how other people might perceive what she's saying
1: like no eq to be like this is not the she time
0: has no context like what you're saying coming out of a 24 year old mouth is fine but coming out of like a 14 15 year olds mouth, it's just <laughs> yeah. not normal maybe not an age where you should be so sexually confident and positive like when you're a freshman in high school like um i don't want to sound like a prude i'm not a prude but like uh, I, coming from graham's yeah my granddad moved in my house and she's kissing him yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna have reaction absolutely who wouldn't
1: yeah interesting
0: for me Dawson's Creek was a journey where you hated Jen from the second she <laughs> shown up until a very distinct moment in season two which I will not spoil you fucking hate her I hated her I hated Jen and then when I loved her I loved her so when it came to me 20 episodes of hating her when I was supposed to take a bullet for her I would fucking take a bullet for her like the, that is what the genius is
1: not to Bring up another TV show and like equate it to how I felt, but in Friday Night Lights, I would have slit anyone's throats for the Dylan Panthers season one. Yeah, and then season two, I was like, "Fuck the Dylan Panthers." Wait,
0: you mean season three? Or when season, it switched, three. Uh, season three? Season three? Whatever it's yeah, 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 yeah. The
1: East Dillon Lions ride or die. Like it yeah. was so crazy. It's so crazy how good writing can take yeah. you from one emotion and just completely 100%. turn it around.
0: But Jen's journey, I think I think Jen's journey over the course of the series is the most interesting one.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because it's
0: the deepest. It's the farthest. Wow.
1: So for me, it was kind of like, I struggle a little bit with the Dawson-Jen dynamic in this episode, because I feel like when I was watching it the first time around, even though I thought Dawson was really annoying and completely overdramatic about everything he said about Jen I was with him a little bit in like that Jen was deceiving him and and in this rewatch I kind of understand why Jen lied or why Jen told him the story that she told him and is now coming clean I think she was looking for a fresh start I think that she didn't really know off the bat if this was going to be like a serious friendship or relationship and now she's trying to like be honest with him and especially in light of his mom's affair and I felt a little bit more for her in this rewatch than I did the first time around.
0: Hmm, interesting okay. Um,
1: Apparently not you.
0: <laughs> well I think you know there's a time and place and I don't I don't know if unloading a secret on someone who kind of just found out time totally. having an affair is like the the best time. I remember this is kind of the episode where I turned on Jen a little bit and it's not that you know her past but. what it But it is more the lying and like the deceiving than like what the actual secret is Mm -hmm. and the timing of all of it. So I'm not quite sure things are that different this time around. I I agree
1: with you in that she has zero like awareness of what's happening with him emotionally. Like there are so many times where it's just the two of them where he is so clearly in distress, like actual distress about his mom. And she's like... By the way, uh, I would love to be the kind of person that you lay all of it. Like, Jen, read the room. Like, she's not very good at that. And she's a little too practical and unemotional in certain scenes where it's like he just needs a shoulder. But also I understand why she would want to come clean on certain things. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It feels like she's trying to make this about her in a weird way. And again, like, I feel like We weren't supposed to like Jen at this point. Do you think we were supposed to hate Jen and kind of root for Dawson and Joey? Do you think we are supposed to like Jen?
1: That's an interesting question. The Joey-Dawson dynamic really tugged on my heartstrings in this episode. Like, it's so clear that Joey is unconditionally devoted to Dawson, that she knows that she'll wait and he'll come around. And she says to Jen, if I were you, I'd probably wait forever. And I think it's kind of like a, a comment on if you really think about Joey and her life, like her dad's in prison, her mom is dead, her sister, who is like her sole family caretaker with her boyfriend are having this baby. Like Joey is kind of on an island all by herself and Dawson is very much so her family and her support system. So like her feeling that rift, I think, is a lot larger than just like a general friend fight. Cool. Also the Jen when Jen comes to Joey and asks for advice in this episode and Joey kind of blows her off at first and then she's Jen says I told Dawson I wasn't a virgin and Joey like immediately is like oh hold on let me let me sit down and have this conversation with you that is the first moment for me in this series where they have like a genuine they kind of lead up to it in episode 3 where Jen is helping Joey out with the lie with Anderson in the ice mm-hmm. house but this is the first time where it's, like, the two of them face-to-face having a serious conversation about, like, I don't know.
0: There have been scenes where Jen has tried to bond with Joey, but this is the first scene where Joey gives a, li- gives a little.
1: Yeah, it was reciprocal.
0: I mean, the whole season is crafted very intentionally.
1: The crazy thing about this episode to me is how reason Dawson's mom is. Because, yes. so... Jen and Dawson go to Dawson's mom's television station because they're going to do some ADR for his film. The very beginning of the the episode Jen is watching and she doesn't love her scream. So he's like no problem, we'll go and we'll re-record some of those screams and put them in after the fact.
0: I actually I want you to talk about this. So as previously discussed, I'm a writer-producer. You are a producer, but you you work in post. I work in writing. So you do this every day. You set up ADR sessions. Before we get into the details of the Gen ADR, like you can kind of talk about, like, what is ADR?
1: Yeah, so ADR is basically any voice recording that is done after the process of filming. So it can be like a voiceover or it can be there was like set noise over somebody's line and we need to record a piece of it so that it's it's clear in the recording or they want to change a line and put, you know, add a line or there's just a million different reasons why it would happen, but it's bringing an actor into a studio after everything is all cut together and making them record some voice stuff.
0: So in this context... Dawson is filming a horror movie that has to do with the sea monster and Jen's character sees the monster. We're going to do, let's do the scream in the count of three. Three, two, one. Ah. Ah. So it's, it's, it's probably like a full 60 seconds of like Michelle Williams going. Ah! All right. That was great. Can we see the picture?
1: Sure. Yeah. Seen your mom this morning yet Dawson? No, I'll track her down later. Okay, here we go. Ah! We'll go again. This time, more shock, less anger. All right, more shock, less anger. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> <clears throat> ah, I, I'm sorry, Dawson. I... <laughs> okay,
0: we'll, we'll take a break. Which is when they leave the, the editing bay and they walk out and they see Gale kissing Bob, which is like, how brazen is Gale?
1: So absurd because later in the episode, she's like, Dawson, I thought you were going to stop by work today. I didn't see you. Like she knows her son is coming to visit her and she's making out with her coworker in the hallway and all of her other coworkers know she's married. That is so crazy to me. One, that they're doing that at work when everyone knows that she has a husband. And two, that they're doing that on a day that she knows- That Dawson is coming to visit. That's wild.
0: Yes. So brazen. It's crazy. Even when you think back to the pilot where Gail is making out with Bob in her driveway. And Joey sees it.
1: (laughs) In her own driveway.
0: And we don't know if she was just so selfish she got caught up in her own world. We don't know if she knew like Dawson was there. Like who knows? Who knows? But I will say episode five. Amazing. I love her speech. We'll get there.
1: Um, um another thing i really want to talk about i don't want to say this but dawson is looking good in this episode mm-hmm. his hair his he just looks like i don't know he was very awkward leading up to this episode and yeah. then the open of this episode i was like oh
0: agreed okay. there's something i don't know if they got a new hair or makeup person or what shifted per se but this is the episode where you yeah, where, like you start to see like oh james vanderby he looks good he looks good Yes, something shifted. They, they they worked the hair out, I think.
1: It's flopping in the perfect way.
0: Yeah, like things just kind of start to get notched up a little bit. They do. This is the episode that changes the course of truly the series, I, I feel.
1: It kind of rips off the band-aid and where... The opening scene of the series was kind of like a nudge to Dawson of like hey things are changing this is like pushing pushing Dawson off the cliff.
0: Yes and there's been this notion that Joey's pointed out a few times where like Dawson your life is perfect you look for conflict when there isn't any this is like proof there is no the the proof is there the conflict is there his life isn't as ideal as he thought it was he doesn't need to create conflict and drama and obstacles like they're there so kind of like the Dawson as we knew him moving forward things are not going to be so idealistic
1: yeah and how did you feel about the Dawson Joey exchange when he comes to her kind of looking for he he came to her looking for the same level of shock and anger in finding out about his mom's affair that he had and mm-hmm. obviously he wasn't met with that because she already knew how do you feel about kind of like her strategy of not telling him and then his reaction to her not telling him?
0: I think it was just hard. For, I don't think she wanted to tell him in that moment. I think she he just knew her reaction wasn't legit. He was like, wait, did you know? Because he kind of says like, you know, we didn't know. And she doesn't react. And he's just like, right, Joe, we didn't know. And I think for her, it's just hard to be fake versus totally the Jen thing like Jen volunteered information where like she truly didn't have to and I feel like Dawson pried that information out of Joey a little bit so
1: but do you feel like if you were Joey you would have told him before that moment or would you have held on to it
0: I would not have said anything absolutely not no that's like a family you know like you're breaking up a family my god no.
1: And that's what she says to him. She was like, if I yeah. told you, I would have been the one you're mad at for giving you that information. Like, it's just, it's heavy.
0: Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Not my place. Not my place. This show. So good to you guys. Oh. this is Dawson's Creek. It's going to go places. <laughs> Where were the Emmys? That's the question.
1: I mean, honestly, who did they go to?
0: West Wing. <laughs> Bullshit.
1: Ugh. West Wing. Trash
0: fuck you aaron sorkin
1: (laughs) what um i'm sure they weren't up for the 1998 emmys because they were mid-season so let's look up 1999 emmy (laughs) when i'm
0: sure they weren't up for any emmys but they should have been (laughs)
1: well no no i mean even
0: what was big in 99 like i don't know ER?
1: let me tell you outstanding comedy series ally McBeal outstanding drama series the practice
0: fuck the practice and i say that as someone who's working on a david e kelly show as we podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't fire
0: Uh, me i'm gonna quit pretty shortly (laughs) (laughs) so you know what publish this fuck the practice i i did ride with Hallie mcbeal but fuck the practice and fire me but i'll be i'll quit by the time this airs
1: And the other nominees were Publish ER. this. (laughs) Put it on Spotify.
0: Tag me, tweet it. (laughs) Anyway.
1: The other nominees were ER.
0: Yeah, that ship has sailed.
1: Law and Order, still Mm -hmm. a thing. NYPD Blue. Amazing. Sopranos, amazing. Amazing. And, I mean, I could swap out Law and Order for Dawson's.
0: For sure. Dawson's deserve some type of award acclaim. It changed the world. (laughs)
1: The whole world is binging.
0: My world. My world. (laughs) Uh, Did they win any awards? Like VMAs? Like anything?
1: Let's find out.
0: You guys, can you match?
1: Eight wins, 26 nominations.
0: Wait, what were the wins?
1: Winner, Teen Choice Award, Joshua Jackson. Winner, Teen Choice Award, Joshua Jackson. Winner, Teen Choice Award, Joshua Jackson. And... Drama Teen Choice Award winner, wow. Young Hollywood Award, Best Cast Chemistry. Hell yeah! It's Agreed. true,
0: honestly, for sure.
1: Agreed.
0: What year was that?
1: That was two thousand and one. Katie Holmes, Michelle oh, Williams, Joshua Jackson, James Vanderbeek, and Kerr Smith.
0: Kerr Smith plays Jack. They come on later. Don't worry about it. We'll get into it.
1: But most of these wins are
0: Teen Choice Awards. Yeah.
1: The other thing that I found like very telling and kind of reestablishing the dynamic between joey and dawson of like well they won't they it's a kind of on shaky footing is their conversation at the end of the episode where they're talking about being married in a past life and dawson is like oh do you think we were married for like 60 years in a past life and then they <laughs> they talk about yeah, probably, but we probably both brought dates to the wedding.
0: I'll be honest, like no shade to the the writers. I Obviously, I love this show and I love this episode. I could not follow that conversation. I, I truly could not. I it like five times. C- did you follow
1: it? The thing that I took away from it most is that um, Joey says, she's like, you know, now's the time in our lives where some things will endure and some things will end up in a a museum that we look back on or whatever and then at the end of the episode she alludes to the fact that her and Dawson's relationship is bound for the museum like Which that they're bad. not gonna make it yeah,
0: yeah. totally fall follow- I just could not follow the past life wedding thing
1: it was very out of left field and very I mean I guess in the pilot when he points out that he saw her in the makeup and he thought that she looked pretty and then she says You know, I didn't want you holding Jed's hand. That was kind of like leading up to a will-they-won't-they moment. But this was very intimate and clear-cut of like, do you think we were... You know, it just felt very suggestive but didn't go anywhere.
0: Yeah. They do this will-they-won't-they the whole season. It does kind of culminate. You could kind of see things now looking back. It's just... It is very perfectly beat out. But there were some miss it like that was that was a miss for me like this whole metaphor that they were married i I didn't really understand what they were saying and i didn't really love the museum thing so i don't know i don't know this episode was kind of a weird one but the gist moving forward is um i think dawson knows now you know and it's just kind of building but this episode in this ending is not kind of one that registers on my plate when I think of the show and like I do have a good memory for the show but this isn't one of the, re- the episodes that really registers the next one however holy heavens
1: cannot wait it's a good one
0: the what is Kitty Holmes doing
1: wasn't she just in something because she's been appearing a lot more alone together she wrote and directed it and it came out this year or 2022 she was in it she wrote it and she directed it
0: what's the premise
1: uh two strangers embroiled in a bad in bad relationships wind up in the same upstate new york airbnb hmm. that's the log line.
0: i'll watch it
1: good for her that's it
0: so that was episode 104
1: 104 of carnal knowledge
0: Carnal Knowledge. So we've done four of these, which is wild. Um, and I feel like we're just we're just getting started. We just scratched the surface.
1: So much to come.
0: Okay, so next episode is called the Hurricane. It is this one, this is a big one. This is a big one. For our drink, we could drink Dawson's drink. It could be the hurricane that's a little on the nose. The episode's called The Hurricane. So we're gonna be drinking Dark and Stormies.
1: Yeah. So if you wanna join along. Get you some dark rum, get you some lime juice and get you some ginger beer and come along for the ride.
0: Yeah. Cue it up. Watch it if you want. If not, we got you. But the next one is a big one. So like if you're I would say if you're watching and following along, you're just going to watch the big ones like you watch the pilot. You're going to watch this one, this one, this one every now and then. Yeah. I would say watch 105. It's a good one. Gail gives an amazing speech. Like maybe we can give a little audio clips next time. She gives just a great speech about where she is in her life and her career. And it's just so good.
1: Yeah. And while this this episode was definitely a turning point, next episode is everything coming to a head.
0: Yeah. It's like a boiler for sure. Dark and stormy's next time. You and me be there. Anyway, until next time, Pacey stands and Dawson fans. <laughs>
1: AC stands and Dawson fans. You know where to find Um, us.
0: So until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.